to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is Evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. I'd like to focus, focus our attention now on Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, as we look at the forgotten man of the Christmas story, Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus. Listen carefully as I read these verses to you now. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Joseph sure gets a bum deal. He sure gets the short end of the stick, doesn't he? If you look through an annual church calendar at all the commemorations and festivals throughout any given year, guess what? Good old Joseph isn't even close to being mentioned. Oh, St. Andrew, St. Thomas, St. Stephen, St. John, St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Mark, and all the rest of the saints are remembered all right, all except for Joseph. His devout wife is remembered and remembered well on at least two occasions throughout the year, but still no mention of Joseph, Mary's support through better and through worse. In the season of Advent, we have the opportunity to focus on some faithful personalities. First and foremost, Advent focuses us on the coming of the most faithful personality of all, Jesus Christ. Secondly, one of the most dynamic personalities in Scripture is highlighted during the season, John the Baptist, who, by the way, also has a special day of the year assigned to him. And so today we have the privilege of hearing about the fellow who spent more time with our Lord than any other man on this earth, Joseph, the son of David. These days, things are pretty good for dads. I mean, we're getting more credit these days for the things we do with our kids, maybe because we finally are doing more things with our kids. Dads are getting more involved in changing diapers, walking the floor at night, and yes, even coaching our wives through labor. I certainly remember going through those things myself when my four sons were young. Well, Joseph was about 2,000 years ahead of his time. A real trendsetter who has taken many centuries to get the credit he deserved. But this Joseph was also there at the birth of his son. But why don't we hear more about Joseph? Maybe the times weren't right. The Equal Rights Amendment wasn't around back then. Maybe that's why Joseph's wife gets more press in Scripture than dear old dad. 
Or maybe Joseph didn't survive too long into Jesus' life. Maybe those traditions about Joseph being an older man at Jesus' birth were true. Maybe he simply did not live to see his son become the man God intended him to be. His son. Yes, his son. Jesus was Joseph's son. True enough, our Lord was a son of God, but on this day, let us also give Joseph the credit he deserves. Jesus was also the son of man, the son of Joseph. What little scripture does tell us about Joseph helps us get a good picture of who this man was and perhaps why God gave Joseph the privilege of raising the Christ. In today's message from the Word of God, we are told that Joseph was a just man. Joseph was a righteous man. He was a man who both feared and loved God, a man who was conscious of being open and obedient to the will of God. When Matthew calls Joseph just, he means that he was devout, a son of David, and devout in the best sense of the word, in that God and God's activity in his life were of paramount importance for him. Joseph was also a sensitive and loving man, and it was good for Mary's sake that he was. Scripture tells us that Joseph was unwilling to put Mary to shame, unwilling to expose her to disgrace as someone who became pregnant outside of marriage. Joseph had every right in his position to follow the common practice of his day, obeying steadfastly Deuteronomy 22.21, which states in no uncertain terms that a woman in Mary's position was to be killed by stoning. However, instead of treating Mary in this way, Joseph had compassion. Joseph had a deep respect and love for his betrothed, a type of love that all spouses are meant to have for each other. And so he determined to divorce her secretly, what he thought was the most righteous and compassionate thing that he could do. We see in this action the type of husband Joseph was, and also the type of father that he could be. But Joseph was more than just loving and compassionate, or should I say, he was truly loving and compassionate. Because he was spiritually in tune with the Lord, from whom true love and compassion come. Joseph was a spiritual man. He was a man sensitive to the reality of God's presence in his life. As we can see today in Joseph's reaction to the dream God sent him. I wonder how many of us would have the eyes to see and the ears to hear if an angel of the Lord appeared to us. In fact, I believe that angels do appear to us, but too often we don't recognize them. Instead of scoffing or rationalizing away the angel of the Lord, which is, I'm sure, what many of us would be tempted to do, and what many in Joseph's time would have done as well, Joseph, the spiritually sensitive man he was, listened to what the angel had to say. He listened reverently and respectfully to the words the Lord had for his ears, the words spoken through the angelic messenger. And then Joseph does the remarkable thing. Not only did he listen, even some of us would listen if a radiantly clothed winged creature appeared to us in a dazzling array of light. But Joseph not only listened, he believed the words and he acted upon them. This Joseph, son of David, was indeed a wonderful example of a man of faith. For what is faith but hearing, believing, and doing? So much has been made over the centuries about Mary's obedience and submission to the will of the Lord, declared through her angelic messenger. This is, of course, justified attention and praise. 
But today we must also point out that Joseph's obedience and submission to the will of the Lord was just as remarkable and praiseworthy, perhaps more, considering the first century scenario. Here's the scenario. Joseph and Mary were engaged to be married, for all intents and purposes. All the arrangements had been made, all that was left was for Mary to move into Joseph's household and begin their lives together as man and wife. However, into this idyllic situation comes some unexpected news. Mary is pregnant. Now, Joseph is not a fool. He knows how these things happen. He knows he was not responsible, being the just, righteous man he was. The problem is, though, Mary had never been unfaithful before. Why should she start now? Unfaithfulness would be so uncharacteristic for his Mary. She too is a faithful, devout follower of the Lord, eagerly awaiting the day when God would send his Messiah. Why would she do something like this? And her story about the angel, the Holy Spirit, and everything else, those things have never happened before. Why should they start happening now? Oh, I know, Sarah had a miraculous birth in Isaac, and the Lord heard Hannah's prayer, and Samuel was born. But at least their husbands had a critical part to play in the whole thing. This story from Mary, I just don't know if I can buy it. Could you? Somehow, I know I would have trouble believing my wife if she gave me an explanation like Mary's. I also have a feeling that it would take a lot more than one dream to convince me otherwise. And yet this remarkable, oft-forgotten man of faith, Joseph, treats his wife with love and compassion, not the anger and contempt we might expect. And most importantly, this man believed the word of the Lord, took it at face value and trusted God in the face of what would amount to be embarrassment, shame, and hardship due to the gossip mongers, the national inquirers of first century Israel. This was a remarkable man. Instead of contempt, he showed compassion. Instead of rebellion, he showed obedience. Maybe Joseph's son learned some of these qualities from his dad. Jesus grew up knowing his earth, heavenly father intimately, so intimately that he called him Abba or Daddy and instructed his followers to do the same. Perhaps no greater honor could be bestowed on any earthly father than having his son call him Abba, especially when that son was Jesus, the one who came to save his people from their sins. Indeed, God was and is Abba to Jesus. And yet in the miracle of the incarnation, so was the forgotten man, Joseph. Oh yes, we could go on and talk about how Joseph cared for the Holy Family, how his obedience to the will of God led them to Egypt and back to Bethlehem and finally to Nazareth. We could spend time talking about how Joseph, like all good fathers, taught his son what he knew best, his profession. Joseph was a carpenter and so was our Lord, at least for the first 30 years of his life. Joseph did his job well, providing an environment where Jesus could grow in wisdom and favor with men. Like any father, Joseph's patience was tried at times, especially when he had to backtrack three days to retrieve his son, whose only excuse was something about having to stay in his father's house. I wonder how those words made Joseph feel. We could talk at length about these things, but I would rather like to end by considering how Joseph and you and I are alike in our relationship with Jesus. Joseph was Jesus' earthly father, true, but not his physical father. 
Joseph's obedience to the will of God led him to adopt Jesus and raise him willingly and faithfully. You know, my wife Nicole and I received many wonderful cards from friends and family when we had our boys. One card, however, has stuck out in my mind over the years as saying something very significant and very true. This card said that a child is a gift, a gift from God. For a brief few years, you have been blessed with the privilege of raising one of God's creations. Use this privilege wisely and faithfully, always remembering that the life God has entrusted you with is on loan and is owned by someone far greater than you. A child is on loan to his or her parents for a few years out of eternity, but ultimately it is God who owns the child. The child is really God's possession, not ours. This is especially true with the baby Jesus. The babe whose birth we rejoice in and celebrate on Christmas was never Joseph or Mary's possession. Rather, in some remarkable way, the parents were a possession of their babe. Joseph adopted his son. He adopted Jesus into his life, into his home, into his heart. He cared for Jesus. He loved him. He would have given his life for him. And isn't this what God asks each and every one of us to do at all times throughout the year? Doesn't the Lord speak clearly to us today, telling us to fear not, to not be afraid to give up your life so that the babe of Bethlehem might take you over and possess you? Parents quickly find out after their baby is born just who is in control of whom, don't they? Your favorite show has to wait and when your baby starts crying, not vice versa. My wife and I found this out years ago, and all of you who are parents know this, and I'm sure Joseph quickly discovered it too. However, in the case of Joseph's son, in the case of the babe of Bethlehem, in the case of Jesus the Christ, this babe wants to be in control of each and every one of our lives for an eternity, not just a few short years. In the case of Jesus, he desires that each and every one of us adopt him into our lives our home, and our hearts, giving him control over all these things, just like Joseph did. Joseph never possessed Jesus any more than we could ever hope to possess our own children. The best old Joseph could do was adopt Jesus and let the son possess dear old dad. On that first Christmas, faithful, compassionate, and oft-forgotten Joseph gave his life and all he had to God's son. What better gift could we give Jesus today? As always, my friends, I look so forward to our next podcast where we will move further into the Word of God as the Holy Spirit uses His Word to help us walk daily in the power of God. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at wagnerministries.org. God bless.